0: Welcome to Throne of Beer, TV, and Movies, I'm Mark, I'm sure. and tonight we're going to talk about Night of the Seven Kingdoms from George R.R. R. Martin, page 152 to 168. First off, I'm drinking three Floyd's Necron 99, I've probably discussed this already, 7.3% IPA, and decent beer, I'd given it a 4. And you're having a flat Cherry Goza from the Sour Note, which we discussed last time. Our issues with that. Don't get it canned. They're packaged to go stuff. Of course, it wasn't likely could take it back. I mean, (laughs) unfortunately. Or else I would have. Yeah, that shit would have went right back. So, we'll get into Dunk here. Dreaming of being in Dorn, And he was bearing his horse chestnut.
1: Right. Which wasn't the war horse.
0: No. But it, it was one but, that was carrying egg. Right. And he was crying. The Dornish note told him, you know, he shouldn't waste precious water on a horse. And a poor one at that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. An asshole. Dunk was not happy because, you know, the horse had bore him for years without bucking or biting.
1: Right. He wasn't elegant by any means, but he did what he had to do.
0: Yeah. And then, of course, like I said, he's dreaming, so he sees Sir Arlan, and he said, You never wept for me. Who put you on his back? You know, dunk the lunk, thick as a castle wall. And then Baylor shows up, and, you know, he shed no tears for me either. His prince, the hope of Westeros. And then Prince Valar. Yep. Father was only 39. He had it in him to be a great king, the greatest since Aegon the Dragon. You know, but
1: Why would the gods take him and leave you, Dunk?
0: Yep. And then the old man again. You, know, you are mad. We will dig no hole for you when this folly kills you. Of course, referring to his trip and down the door and everything. But um,
1: And he wants to scream. And he's you know, he's like, you know, all three of you are dead. Why don't yeah. you just leave me be?
0: Well, Prince Valor just says, Be gone with you. Be gone or Sir Duncan, be gone. And um and we had Egg was helping him with his bare hands trying to dig into the sand to bury the horse, and it just kept filling back into the hole. Yeah. And
1: that's since they were yeah, they were it was just as, as quickly as he was digging, it was filling back up.
0: Yeah, and then he has Big Rob with, you know, kind of a die question mark with a big gaping belly wound, and he was laying in the bottom of the grave. Yeah. And Dunk stared at him and says, you're not dead, you're sleeping in the cellar. Mm-hmm. Tell him, sir, to get out of the grave, is what he'd told Sir Arlen. Yeah. Only it was Bennis cackling, Dunk the Lunk. Getting slow but certain. Guttings uh, are slow but certain. Yeah, guttings Ger- are slow but certain.
1: Yeah, I never knew a man to live with his entrails hanging out. Yeah. Then Trev was standing behind him with an arrow in his eye, weeping slow red tears. Wet Watt was there, and his head was pretty much near cut in half with odd limb and red eyed pate <laughs> and all the rest. They'd all been chewing that sour leaf, you know, that Venice
0: chews yeah. on all the time. At least that's what he thought. But right. it was blood trickling from their mouths.
1: Exactly. And he thought, you know, all dead in the brown knight uh, braid uh eye, so best get busy.
0: Yeah, you have You've got more, more graves.
1: graves to dig. Long. Eight
0: for them, one for me and one for Sir Useless. And yeah. one for you, your ball headed boy. And then drunk, Dunk dropped a spade. Egg, run. We have to run. <laughs> but the sand, you know, gives way beneath their feet.
1: And, and the washed egg. over Egg. Mm-hmm. And the hole collapses.
0: So then we got Sir Bennis teaching recruits to form a shield wall. And then Dunk and Egg mounted and charged them.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Maester wouldn't go within 10 feet of the, <laughs> the spears. Now, remember, this is no longer the dream.
1: Right, but remember, Maester is, you know, he's hes not a horse. He's, no, he's you know, the donkey. He's the donkey, the mule, and of course, stuff like that, they're a little different.
0: Yeah, and he said that Thunder went running ahead. Of course, you know, he's a war horse.
1: And he knows exactly what he's supposed to be
0: doing. And he was scaring chickens and... Which, you know, that kind of made Big Rob drop his spear and run.
1: But he's always the first one to do yes. that.
0: So, I mean. And then the rest joined him.
1: Yep. And so Sir Benis is kind of pissed.
0: Yep. Well, Thunder trampled their branch shields and Eight poor Egg, tried not to laugh. <laughs> Which, obviously, he wasn't able to not laugh. Right. And Dunk says, enough of that. You know, if they do that in battle, they'll get them all killed.
1: And them, too. Everybody.
0: And then Dunk felt already hot, soiled and sticky as if he never had bathed at all. And his head was pounding. Yeah, of course, you know, obviously it's still hot as hell. And then um, at that point, Dunk, he just couldn't forget his dreams. You know, he's like, it didn't happen that way. And he never got to bury Chestnut.
1: Yeah, he had died on the long ride to the Vaithe. Yes. And He and Egg had rode double until Egg's, uh, until Egg's brother had given them maester. And so he, he does remember never weeping, and he might have wanted to, but he didn't. And he had wanted to bury the horse, but the Dornishmen would not wait. Also, they said that sand dogs must eat and feed their pups. One of the Dornish kings, knights had told Dunk, and that uh, his flesh will feed the dogs or feed the sands, and in a year his bones will be scoured clean. And so, he's like, that is Dorne, my friend. So, remembering this, you know, Dunk is wondering who would feed on Watt's flesh. And Watt's. Mm -hmm. And Watt's. Yeah. (laughs) And then, uh, so maybe there are, is it Chicae? Is that how you pronounce it? Chicae. Chicae. Fish down beneath the Chicae water. (laughs) Since that's what this whole war is going to end up being over just Water. water, yeah. But water keeps life going. Well, so. as
0: fucking hot as it is, they need it.
1: Well, they haven't had any rains because they're in a drought.
0: Yeah. And um, so he dismounts and tells A to help Venice round up everybody. And he met Sir Eustace.
1: <laughs> not useless. <laughs> yeah, not useless
0: with him, anyway, in his solar. And... Eustace was, uh, that was not well done. And Dunk's like, no, my lord, they will not serve. Um, you know, Eustace is like, well, it was their first time. Their fathers and brothers were bad or worse. You know, and my sons had trained them every day for a fortnight before you know, they helping the king.
1: And then Dunk asked how well they fared during battle. I mean, how many came home?
0: Yeah, how did they fare? Yeah, and
1: it was just three and himself. So, yep. Dunk says that the war could begin any time, and that the, you know, they there's got to be another way. Yeah. So, you know, Sir Eustace is kind of saying like, what other way? No. So, but no, he wants to get justice from Lord Rowan.
0: Yeah, he says he will. I will have no justice from him. Lord. Meaning he's not going to help him out.
1: Right, and and nor will the king.
0: Yes. And He says it comes to me that in days gone by you could pay the blood price if you had slain one of his animals or peasants. So dunks like a blood price, which
1: is just a bribe. It's yeah. just a bribe to forget what has happened.
0: Yeah. So to so. says, you know, some other way, I have some coin I could pay the man a silver stag, and you know, because Benis had just given him a cut on the cheek and three right. to the whim- woman for the insult. And he says he cannot go to Cold Moat. The castle was once ours for a thousand years before the conquest. We were the marshals of the North March. And they'd had four castles. Mm-hmm. And Cold Moat was the greatest.
1: Yep. And then, uh, you know.
0: It was, yeah, it was raised by Lord, Lord Perwin Osgray, Perwin the Proud. Proud. And after the field of fire, Highgarden passed from kings to stewards, and Ospreys dwindled and diminished. And Aegon's son, Makar, took cold mode. And then he says, There is a cheque lion carved in stone above the gates. My father showed it to me, and I showed my sons. Adam served there as a page and squire.
1: And there was a fondness that it grew up between him and Lord Wyman's daughter. But when Sir Eustace... Proposed a marriage between uh, the two. Lord Wyman refused. And then as Sir Eustace was leaving, he heard them laughing. So yes. he just assumed that it was over that situation. Not sure it was, but it probably was, you know.
0: Yeah, and he said he never returned except when the woman sank poor Lem in the moat. Yeah,
1: but it was really not Lem. It was dake.
0: Yes, it was dake. <laughs> and you used so, to like dake. That's what I said. Yeah. He foraged for us during war. After that, I made a holy vow to never step foot in the castle unless to take possession, so I cannot go there.
1: Not even to pay the blood price. No. Nope. So he's already kind of... I mean, he's lost everyone, you know, in his family. And so he's... You can tell that stuff like his memory is slipping.
0: Yeah, and Dunk says, you know, I could go. I've sworn no vows and Eustace says you're, says you're a good man a brave and a knight a brave knight and true you're the sort of man I'd hope my Allison would marry if she had lived and Dunk turned red and says yeah. you know I'll tell the woman of the blood price but you'll save Bennis from Dake's fate they will give pause at the sight of you this yeah. is Eustace talking now. Right. When she sees we have a champion the likes of you, she may take the dam down on her own. <laughs>
1: Are you right. Yeah. And mm. then Dunk says that he'll just leave the next day. Yeah,
0: he says, my lord, I'll go on the morrow and do my best.
1: But then he decides he needs to take another bath. Which yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> like, why? You've taken more baths in just a short amount of time.
0: Yeah, he says, you just washed yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and Dunk. Uh, Explains, you know, I spent the day swaying in my sweat in my armor. Mm-hmm. Fill the kettle. And, and then
1: he's like, he needs to treat with the highborn lady so he cannot be showing up smelling like Sir Bendis.
0: <laughs>
1: but then Egg says that he would have to roll in a tub of Maester's Dropping to smell that bad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. And they say the Castellan cold moat. Um,
1: is as big as Dunk. Yeah, possibly bigger the way they kind of act or talk and it's Lucas uh, Finchfield but Egg asks Dunk if he thinks that Lucas is as large as he is and Dunk says no. You know it's been years since he's seen anyone his own size <laughs> Yes
0: so, and then Egg's like will you fight him? <laughs> he's like no I'm going to talk to the Red Widow that's all what will you tell her sir? <laughs> I'll ask her to take the dam down if it pleases her, <laughs> that yes. pleases her.
1: Yeah, well, you know.
0: And he's like, Well, I don't know how to talk to highborn ladies. You know, on account of what I said to Lady Faith and Dorn, we, you know, we might have been killed. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. He's not very gallant with the words, but what do you expect? He is a hedge knight.
0: You yes. Know? And he's like, Well, she was mad. But you could have been more violent if you could rescue her like you did the puppet girl. Yeah. I
1: think he really wants to talk about the puppet girl.
0: No. And Dunk's like, well, the widow's in no need of rescue. Right. And um, Egg's like, well, some nights sing gallant songs or play tunes on the lute. And Dunk's like, well, I have no lute. And when I sang Drunk in Plunky Town, or Plunky Town, whatever the hell it was, you said I sang like an... But, oxen, an ox and a mud wallow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the only song he even knows is The Bear, The Bear, and The Maiden Fair. So <laughs> True. Yeah. He and doesn't like, have a lot going for him on
0: that part. He's, you know, and then he's like, well, I'd forgotten, sir. And Dunk's like, how? <laughs> well, you told me to forget. I'd get a clout in the ear if I mentioned it. And so Dunk's like, well, yeah, there will be no singing. Because he only knew The right. Bear, The Bear, and The Maiden Fair. Just knew that fair. one song. Yes. And there's a lot of um, clout in the ear references in just this segment. A lot. It comes up.
1: That poor oh, yeah. kid is not going to be able to ever hear.
0: Yeah. Well, he never gets it, but he gets it gets threatened a lot.
1: Yeah. Well, Dunk wouldn't really
0: think, do it that many times. Yeah. I think that's just kind of an overused thing that's in here. I mean, it's it like, does. come on, it, you don't need to say it that many fucking times. Right. So then
1: Edgar reminds Dunk not to take any food or drink at Cold it is rumored that the Red Widow has poisoned all of her husbands.
0: Which is four.
1: So um, Dunk says that he's not going (laughs) to marry (laughs) her. Yeah, I'm not likely
0: to marry her. (laughs) She's a
1: highborn lady and he is Dunk a flea bottom.
0: And then he asks, you know, how many husbands. Husbands, yeah. Mm -hmm. And
1: she's had four but no children. He says that uh, whenever she gives birth, a demon comes by night to carry it off. Yep. And then uh, Sam Stoops' wife says she sold her baby, babes unborn to the Lord of Seven Hells so that he'd teach her his black arts. But Dunk says that highborn ladies don't meddle with black arts. Yeah. They dance and sing and do embroidery. <laughs> Boring. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I go Egg's, for the dark arts. <laughs> Egg says, "Well, maybe she dances with demons and embroiders evil spells." Mm. Lady Shira, Blood Ravens' paramour, does, and bathes in blood to keep her beauty. First,
1: yeah.
0: And then he says, "My sister Ray put a love <laughs> potion in my drink, so I would marry her instead of my sister Della, or Della." I don't know how you want to pronounce it. I think it's it. Daela. Yeah, and then Dunk, you know, he kind of remembers to himself that the Targaryens have been incestuous for hundreds of years. And
1: it was just a natural thing no. for them to talk that way.
0: And even though the last dragon, until Daenerys, um, died years ago. And so Dunk's like, well, did it work? And he's like, I spit it out. I don't want to wipe I want to be a knight of the King's Guard. They have sworn not to wed.
1: Yep. He wants to live and only to serve and defend the King.
0: And Dunk's like, Well, that's noble, but when you're older, you may want a girl. You know, and not a white cloak. Not a, yep, over a white cloak. Yep. And then Sir Eustace said he'd hoped his daughter would have married a man like me, says Dunk. And Egg's like, She's dead, sir. <laughs> and he's like
1: he's so crappy uh, i know
0: <laughs> he said if she was alive i never had a lord offer me her his daughter before and he's like his dead daughter <laughs> and he is not a lord only a landed knight and dunks like i know you know <laughs> do you want another clout, clout in here? yeah and um but he
1: said he'd rather have another clout in the ear than a wife. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Especially a dead wife, sir. Oh, God. Then uh, he's like, the kettle's steaming.
1: Yeah, and why don't you just go on? <laughs>
0: yes. Sir. And then Dunk says, well, he'll wear his Dornish tunic because it's his finest garment. garment. And, and yeah.
1: what it's made out of, it's thinner, you know, because it sounds to me that like most of their... Uh, uniform kind of things such cool. as their cloaks and everything is made of wool oh my god during this time of year for them yeah well no you know
0: thing about the dorner stuff's going to be lighter because they're hotter they're further south exactly
1: and so it did it was like um it was like his shield
0: but it had his sigil on it yeah, yeah it had his elm and falling star on it and, you know, Egg tells him that'll get sweaty. He should wear something else and change before, you know, getting to the castle. And Dunk's like, you know, who said you're coming? And Egg's like, a knight is more impressive with his squire in attendance. Mm-hmm. Dunk knew he's right, but didn't want to put Egg in danger. And tells Egg he will stay with Bennis to help with the small folk.
1: Because he remembers the crow cage with the dead men inside. Yes. And that, you see that he worries about this boy. Yeah, he does. A lot. Yeah, he wants to protect just, him
0: well. Plus, he's the um, prince's son.
1: Well, true, but it's more than that. <laughs> yeah. You know it's because he, well, he does cares, care for cares, him. Care, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, kind of like Sir Arlen, cared for him. Right. And so, Egg was gone whenever Dunk woke. And when he stepped out, Egg was waiting with thunder and maester. Mm-hmm. Egg was dressed in golden green doublet. Or doublet. Doublet. I like doublet. <laughs> I like doublet. That's what. It, how it's probably pronounced somewhere. Probably. <laughs> um, somewhere. With white breeches. They were Sir Eustace's son, Adams. Right. And Eustace told Dunk what Egg, you know, had... Yeah, Eustace told Dunk what Egg had pretty much told him. The night was, mm-hmm. you know, more impressive with the squire in attendance. And then Dunk's thinking, well, outwitted by a boy of ten. And then mouthed, clout in the ear to Egg. Egg. And
1: Egg just smiled. Yep, <laughs> Egg grinned.
0: You know, he knew he'd gotten his, what he wanted to well, go.
1: Well, the problem is that a ten-year-old can't
0: outwit. Dunk, Dunk the lunk? the lunk, yes. And, thick as the castle wall yeah
1: but then Sir Eustace produces a cloak for Dunk to wear which is white wool Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with the green gold of Sir Eustace's family a woolen cloak is the last thing that Dunk even wants to wear (laughs) on such a hot day but he does it anyway
0: and he tells him he won't shame the cloak and Eustace is like I do not doubt that you know and then he wants to ride part of the way with him. Right. And ask Egg, um, oh, well, if Egg, um. Well, he wants to know
1: why he's wearing that floppy hat. Shouldn't Right, he, I mean, wear he, the hat. He yeah. really doesn't want him to wear the, hot,
0: the wear hat. Wear his straw
1: hat. But Dunk's like, well, um, his head will get burned and that's not going to be a good thing.
0: Yeah, Eustace says, well, it looks a bit foolish. Dunk's like, well, not so foolish when his head's peeling.
1: Yeah. And Because Dunk knows already, since it's already hot, and it's morning, he knows it's going to be a very, very hot
0: ride. Yeah. And so they have to take the west way, which is rarely used, but it's the fastest to cold moat, So, yep. And it goes past the old blackberry bushes where Eustace's family is buried.
1: Right. And his boys used to... Pick berries and all that other kind of stuff. Yeah,
0: they'd come back with sticky faces and scratched yeah. arms, and
1: he mentions that it kind of reminds him of his Adam.
0: Yep, so that, young and brave.
1: Yep, a brave boy. Adam had been trying to protect his uh, wounded brother Harold when the battle washed over them.
0: Yep, and so when um, they start talking they, about well, they,
1: basically the Blackfire Rebellion.
0: Yeah. Well like I said a river man had taken, you know, his son's arm. Sh- yeah. Shield and then took his arm off with an axe. Yeah. It was in six well, it was a uh, six acorn on the yeah, guy's six shield. Acorn. Yeah. And,
1: and then he asked Dunk of his old master, the knight of Penny Tree, if, you know, if he fought in the Blackfire Rebellion. And so and Dunk says he did, but you know, that was before, you know, he was yeah, his squire. Yeah, before he took him on, yeah. Right. So, Sir just asked if he fought for the red or the black, and Dunk's thinking, even, even to this day, that's kind of a dangerous question to ask.
0: Yes.
1: You know, since the days of, of uh, Aegon the Conqueror, the arms of House Targaryen had borne a three-headed dragon, which was red on black, and then Daemon the Pretender had reversed those colors on his own banners, as many of the bastards did, and the Dunk answered, you know, that he fought beneath the Lord Hayford's banner, so he didn't really specify, but that was enough to show you which side he you know he did fight right, for
0: for whoever lord Hayward or Hayford yeah. was on. so
1: Lord Hayford had been a loyalist, he was king uh let's uh, see King Darren had made him his hand just before the battle, and he had been stalwart you know from the first, and then Dunk says that he was beside him um that uh lord Hayf- hay uh, Hayford had been beside King Darren when he fell a lord with three castles on his shield had cut him down.
0: Yeah. And, you know, um, Eustace, you know, asked about if it was a green freddy over gold, a green pale and wavy, and um, so I like, I'd be my lord, but Egg would know. Yeah. At this point, you know, Egg says that Lord Hayford was a known, noted loyalist to King Darren, yeah. who had made him hand before the battle. So, but then, like you said, Sir Arlen was there when he fell. Yeah. And um, then Eustace is like, you know, did Sir Arlen tell you that the grass was not green, or was green before the battle? It was not red before the battle. Right. Because they call it the battle, of, what, the red-filled? red field? Red, it! I don't <laughs> remember. But anyway, the red grass.
1: Yeah, and he says that many good men had... Had fallen that day, and they were on both sides. Yes. And then um, we also find out that Sir Arlen didn't really like to speak of the battle much. He, that's when his or his first squire had died, which was on that battlefield, and it had been Roger Pennytree, which was his sister's son. Yeah. And even uh, saying his name, Dunk had felt guilty. You know, he had taken this this guy or this kid. I, we don't. I don't even know if we know but it doesn't make any difference. You know, he felt guilty because he was taking his place after his death because, you know, he knows that in most cases he would have ended up going to the Wall. Yeah. So um, if Aegon the Unworthy had given his sword to his own heir, Darien, and this is Sir sort Eustace of saying... Kind of this story.
0: Right, instead of the bastard. Instead of his
1: bastard Damon, there might never have been a Blackfire Rebellion and Roger of Penetry would still be alive. And so Sir Eustace says that a great battle is a terrible thing, but in the midst of blood and carnage, there is sometimes also beauty. Heartbreaking beauty.
0: He talks about the sunset.
1: Right, on the red grass field. So 10,000 men had died, and the air was thick with moans and lamentations, but above them the sky had turned gold and red and orange, and so beautiful that it made him weep to know that his sons would never see it. Yeah, and then
0: starts to say, if not for blood, Raven, and then Dunk interrupts and says, well, I heard it was Baylor, Breakspear and Prince Maker who won the battle, and Eustace says, the singers leave out, you know, that. And leave out much and more. Right. That Damon was the warrior
1: that He'd, won the battle.
0: Well, he was winning the battle right. anyway. You know, he's the outcast, the bastard. Right. He broke Lord Aaron's van to pieces, slew the Knight of Nine Stars, and Wild Will, Wag- Wainwood. Waynewood, yeah. And, and then S- he. Um,
1: and Sir Gawain Corbray of the King's Guard.
0: Yes. And they fought on horseback for nearly an hour. And then Lady Forlorn, which was must have been Gwen's horse, faltered in Blackfire, clove through Sir Gawain's helm, leaving him blind and bleeding. So I didn't know that his steed was Blackfire. I mean, it's called Blackfire Rebellion. So I just thought that was... I think he would have had a different name for the horse. Well, Black- Blackfire
1: Fire is the name of the Sword.
0: Was it the sword?
1: Yeah, Blackfyre's the name of the sword. Oh,
0: okay. And Lady Forlorn was the sword.
1: And Lady Forlorn was probably the horse.
0: Was Galen's or Gwyn's?
1: Yeah. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Well,
0: because it said, yeah, Lady Forlorn faltered, so yeah, I. Assume oh, that the horse. no, that
1: might have been the name of the other sword. Possibly, I've never heard of Lady Forlorn. Because it says when Blackfire and Lady Forlorn clashed, you could hear the sound for a leak around. So I'd say they were both the swords. Okay.
0: Well, I just assumed they were the horses doing the battle. The way it read, it was hard. I guess you'd have to know more lore and backstory. Because just reading it, to me, I thought that was the horses. Because when they say Lady Forlorn faltered, I'm thinking the horse had tired out. So, anyway. But, um... Okay. Day- but Damon made sure he wasn't trampled, and right. had him taken to the Maesters, and that's where Eustace said, "Well, that was his mistake," because yeah. the Ravens' teeth, which was Bloodraven's group, had gained Weeping Ridge, and then when Bloodraven saw his half brother's royal standard, and-, and then Damon and his twin sons beneath it, he slew Aegon first, and then. Which was yeah. the elder of the twins,: yes, and then you know Damon wouldn't leave his son's side, and seven arrows pierced him, and then when young Aemon took up blackfire, so yeah, that doesn't now more sound like the sword at that point. Blood Raven slew him,:
1: yeah, and he was the elder of the twins, which we already can get that, right. and thus perished the black son or the black dragon and his sons. And then, he saw the rebels running, Bittersteel turning and leading the mad charge, his battle with Blood uh, Raven, second only to one Damon fought with Gwain Corbray, and then Prince Baylor's hammer blow against the rebel rear, the Dornishmen all screaming as they filled the air with spears, but at the end of the day, it made no matter. The war was done when Damon died.
0: Yeah, it said, you know, if Damon had just ridden over Sir Gwain, he might have broken Makers' left before Blood Raven had taken the ridge. The day would have belonged to the Black Dragons. And
1: then with the hand slain and the road to King's Landing open before them, Damon might have been sitting on the Iron Throne by the time Prince Baelor could come up with his Stormla- uh, Stormlords and his Dornishmen, which, yeah. it's just, you never know. So Sir Eustace says that the singers could sing all they wanted about the hammer and the anvil, which are... Makar and... Baylor. Baylor. But the Kinslayer turned the tide with a white arrow and a black
0: spell. Yeah, I don't understand the white arrow part. This is... The Kinslayer's is Bloodraven. So,
1: yeah. So he says that he rules them uh, as well, which is Bloodraven, and that King Ares is actually his creature. And he was sure that King Ares was under Bloodraven's spell and that he could bend him to his will. Yeah. And this is why they are cursed. Which is what they blame the drought on. is this yeah, deal I, um, here. But it's this happened curse. so long
0: ago, yeah. Right.
1: And then Dunk wondered if Egg had overheard their conversation, since these are this is his family, you know. Right. And but he has no way of of asking him at that point and it's probably not a good time to ask anyway.
0: And then this point, you know, it's it's a hot day, so Dunk's wondering if they would be met with any hospitality at all. He was thinking of some cold ale. <laughs> then remember what Egg had said about the Red Widow and poison.
1: And then he decides that maybe he's not really that thirsty after all. Yeah. It's okay to
0: be a little thirsty. Just a little bit. And then Sir Eustace talked about how all the lands used to, you know, belong to the Osgrays, all the lands they used to hold, including Cold Moat. He said Watwood had once extended all the way to Cold Moat and was loaded with arrochs and great elk and red deer that only the king and the chicky lion were allowed to hunt. And there were trees were on both sides of the streams, but the spiders had cleared the woods for sheep, cow, and horses. Yep. And And
1: at this point, Dunk was wishing that Sir Eustace would actually shut his mouth. Yes. Because it's too hot to be talking. (laughs) Yeah. It's actually too hot to be doing one damn thing. Anything, yeah.
0: (laughs) And then they come upon a dead great brown tree cat, which A. said smells worse than Sir Bennis.
1: Which has got to be pretty bad. Yeah, and yeah.
0: then Eustace wondered what had killed it and said, Now he will turn back and he tells Dunk, Come home with my water, sir.
1: So. Yeah, he has to make sure that Dunk has uh, the money to buy this off. You know, yeah, the coin to,
0: you the four gold, or was it gold? Yeah, I think it was. Actually, it was. silver. Silver, okay. Silver. Four silver lions or dragons? I think mean dragons.
1: And then uh, Sir Eustace turns to leave, and then Egg tells Dunk that he's realized now, you know, uh, how he should actually talk to the Red Widow, or her real name is Lady Webber, really. Yeah and that he should win her over with gallant com- uh, compliments which gets really good after a while. Yeah. So the Dunk wants to know what a gallant compliment yeah, should be. What sort of gallant yes.
0: compliments?
1: So he's like, "Well, tell her she is fair and beautiful." And then he's like, "Ah, uh, she's outlived four husbands. <laughs> she couldn't be that fair and beautiful and that she is probably old and warty more yeah. than likely."
0: He's old as Lady Bath, <laughs> which is the one that got him in trouble in Dornish.
1: Yeah. And then Egg says that he will need to say something true about her. You know, like, maybe she has nice hair or well-shaped ears. And Dunk's like, well-shaped ears? Yeah. Then Egg's like, well, maybe she has pretty eyes. Like, maybe her gown brings out the color in her eyes. Unless she only has one eye, like Blood Raven. Yeah. (laughs) And and that that little conversation just goes on uh, to one eye, and (laughs) it just Mm. keeps going.
0: You know, and he's like, "Well, if I say something wrong, she's like to sew me in a sack of rocks and mm-hmm. throw me in the moat." Well, he's like, "Well, I doubt she has a sack that big, sir. Could she? We could use my boot instead."
1: And he does want to keep, you wants to keep using his boot, yeah. but Dunk does not
0: want him yeah, to he use. He said, his "No, boot. we couldn't." So at this point, they come out of the Wattswood upstream of the dam. The water was high enough to soak in. On the far side of the bank, a ditch had been dug to divert water westward. And, and so
1: the ditch runs along the road, feeding a myriad of smaller channels, and then they sink through the fields so that they can feed or feed the land, which is, could be in different sections, growing different types of things, and then their animals and so forth. But once they cross the stream, they realize that they are going to be in the widow's power. Yeah. And then Dunk has wondered what they're riding into. Just him and a boy.
0: Of ten. Right. So they rode through the stream and emerged on the widow's side. Several hours later, they saw the towers of cold mode. And at this point, Dunk went ahead and changed into his dorn- dornish tunic, loosened his sword in its scabbard to make sure it didn't stick if needed. And old A. gave his dagger hilt a shake also and... Carrying the Osprey Banner.
1: Yep, yeah, so they ride side-by-side side into what?
0: Heading towards Cold Moat, but that's the end of that. That was pages 152 to 168. So, yeah, we still got a little bit of time. Um, they, there was these little thing called the Emmys that happened the oh. other day. yes. And Game of Thrones did come out a little bit. Um, during the main section of the Emmys... They had, I don't remember how many nominations for that part of the evening, but they only came away with two. Um, I know they had nominees in all the actor categories, Best and Supporting, Male and Female, and then Best Drama. I forget what else that, on the main show, but...
1: So they did win Outstanding Drama Series. Yes,
0: they won the biggest award of the night.
1: And then Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Drama Series Peter was Peter Dinklage. English. Yeah. And then Outstanding Casting for a Drama Series.
0: Yeah, and these were the these other ones outside of those first two. The rest of them were done a night or two before. Right. They were kind of behind the scenes Emmys for well for work that mainly happens behind the scenes.
1: But they have to have these, you know, or else you have nothing. So the outstanding fantasy sci-fi costumes, the outstanding main title design, outstanding makeup for a single camera series, (sighs) non-prosthetic, outstanding music composition for a series original dramatic score, which was The Long Night. Yep, (laughs) Ramin wins
0: again. I mean, this guy's fucking phenomenal.
1: Outstanding single camera picture editing for a drama series. Outstanding sound editing for a comedy or drama series. One hour. Outstanding...
0: (laughs) Yeah, some of these fucking awards like,
1: what? Outstanding sound mixing for a comedy or drama series. One hour. Outstanding special visual effects. And outstanding stunt coordination for a drama series, limited series, or movie. Which would be true... Considering uh, sometimes they have, you know, the horses and all this other kind of stuff. That is not going to be easy. And horses spook easy.
0: Yep. So overall, what, about 12 awards there total out of whatever the fuck they were nominated for. Like 32 or some shit. Or maybe that was just HBO on its own.
1: It was 12. um, Yeah. But, you know, there was a lot of actresses. Right, you know that didn't get.
0: Well, that's true. Though, and when you consider their thirty-two nominations, I think it was a lot were of all it
1: is separated for the actresses. Right,
0: and actors. and I think in some of those acting categories, they just kind of wiped each other out because, what in the female supporting you had four. Right. I mean, in the male they had uh, three, so they just kind of probably wiped each other out, and. It's not really a good sign, but still, I mean, they they came away with the main one, and and everybody kind of predicted they would just because it was the final season for you know everything they'd build up to and had done that they were going to get this no matter what.
1: Right, and Peter Dinklage had more scenes than anybody. Yes. Um, uh, throughout the this entire well, I think. I think they considered it through the whole series. Well, I
0: think as far as outside of the series itself, he was probably the biggest lock. I mean, you knew he'd probably get it. And possibly, you know, Ramin probably was a huge lock, too, for the music. Right. But, yeah, Peter Dinklage, there was no doubt he was probably going to walk away with that one. And the the Emmys did get off to a good start, at least for us, fans of Fleabag and Marvelous Miss Maisel. They took the first four. Between actress, supporting actress, comedy, and I forgot what the other one was, but they just actually Flea Black cleaned up pretty good, winning the big award on the comedy side for the yeah. you know most outstanding comedy series.
1: Well, considering she's a writer too, and yeah. She's well, got, she
0: won for writing.
1: She's got the sarcasm. She that won just for jokes. acting. It's just wonderful.
0: And then, um, marvelous Miss Maisel. Um, damn it, her manager won, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then it also won for something else. Like I said, it was an early on one, so what the first thing he did was the women, and then I, then writing, and shit, I don't even remember now, but I think the first few were in the acting category. So they went. It was like they went back and forth. One would win, one, and the other one would win, and the other one would win. Now the first four,
1: right? And then all of a sudden, somebody from one of the other shows would all of a sudden come out, you know, and yeah. win something.
0: And Ozark won a few awards, which I haven't watched. I've kind of heard mixed things on it, but you know, it is what it is. I mean, living in Missouri, we know what the Ozarks are. <laughs> Generally, a bunch of backwoods redneck fucks down there, you know, because you're thinking Branson in that area, and you know, it just didn't really interest me to watch that Mm -hmm. one. But not really. I don't know. Jason Bateman, he'd probably make it worth watching.
1: Yeah, his sarcasm drips from everywhere too. I like it.
0: And so, yeah, I got a few more beers to discuss that I've had since our last show. Um, I've had. Collective well, we shared this one. Collective Arts Pina Colada Sour. And that was a pretty decent five point two percent sour. It was um well the nose was mostly coconut and the taste was tart, pineapple with the sour finish with the just a hint of bread, so I only get that one a four. <laughs> Where <Way> you go. <laughs> um and then we had also shared off color Miscellanea volume two and that was an 8.5 percenter. The nose, which really threw me off at first, was Brett and Fruity, but the taste was apricot, funky, tart, with just a bit of a bread finish on it. And I gave that one four and a quarter because I was really, well, of course, I like pretty much anything we've had from off color. But mm-hmm. um, when you get that much bread in the nose, usually I'm not going to probably like the beer, but it... Hid in the background so well that it was really outstanding. And then Toppling Goliath, intergalactic warrior. And these come in a four-pack, sixteen ounces, six point two percent. It's just another hazy beer from Toppling Goliath. Um, nose was orange, a bit of pine, but it was kind of thin, light, fruity, floral, bit of orange peel. And I gave that 375. And beginning ever since Toplin Goliath's kind of gone on a wide distribution, some of the stuff I mean, most of it's decent, but I don't know. I'm to think maybe they're a little overrated. Well, I'll never get their expensive ass stout, their, their breakfast or br- whatever brunch stout. And you know, that one's rated really high, but. I ain't paying the prices for that bullshit. And then I had the Mars Hop Goes Weasel, which you really enjoy. Oh, I do. Quite the... Um, it's not flat. Effervescent Oops. beer. <laughs> Holy shit, leaves you about a fucking fistful ahead.
1: It does. It's awesome.
0: And that's just on kind of a slower pour, even. And holding everything at an angle. And then... Um, a bottle I picked up for free after a beer festival. Yeah, I went to a beer festival last weekend. Festival of Lost Township. Yeah, that was really fun. Had some great beers, but it was really fun. Yeah. Okay. The, the puking afterwards after yeah. we got home. Yeah. That was wonderful. <laughs> and, and passing out for a while on the bathroom floor.
1: I have pictures. Yep. <laughs> and then um,
0: so anyway, um, got a couple bottles from Cross Train. I've only opened one so far, and I actually tried this one there it's um fairy nectar london the double dry hop this thing was pretty fucking good nice hazy orange about two finger head orange and hoppy in the nose the taste was orange mango and just a bit of hop bitterness so you know it wasn't like the overly sweet of a lot of new england ipas and this was really good i gave it a four and a half So the other one was a Pilsner, which, you know, I'll probably get to next time around. But now Festival of Lost Township, probably my favorite beer festival. Well, Hip Hop's Ray's right behind it, but they usually get a lot of more breweries from outside the area than most of the other local festivals do. So this one's put on by Crane. So what you got?
1: Oh, no, some of the stuff... Was the same as you had, which we had shared that pina colada sour. Right. I rated it a 4.75. It's wow. really good. Yeah, it was really
0: pretty damn good. What about the off color?
1: I rated it 4.5. Okay. I still think it's, it's fabulous. Um, anything that they've done that is my style, I've loved. Yes. But, you know, um,. Their artwork on the bottle is awesome. Always. Yeah, the little
0: mouse. Yeah,
1: always. I think
0: some people call it the Mouse Brewery or something out <laughs> there in Chicago. I've heard that mentioned on a podcast. That it's the mouse because yeah. they got the little mouse hiding somewhere almost. Well, on every bottle. So, yeah. But no, so. they're they're a fantastic brewery. If you can get a hold of anything from Off Color, I'd highly recommend it. I don't think I've given anything that there's below four.
1: No. Of course, one with the
0: Yuzu Fierce that's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. really
1: amazing. Of course, we really try to stay within, when we buy it, our style, typically. Mm. Um, because they have they do do a lot. Well, of that Miscellaneous,
0: I really wasn't sure what the fucking style was.
1: No, and it was really good. Yeah, it was. But the thing is, is that they seem to do a lot of different things.
0: Mother Apex really? Predator is a Saison which I've never really been huge on but the first time I had it I was like oh this is really fucking good and it's probably one of my favorite Saisons so I really enjoyed that um yeah I'll probably have to come up with a little bit of news on the um the other prequel that they're doing for Game of Thrones
1: Blood Moon yeah no, no there's a
0: second one. Oh, I know it's gonna deal more with the um Targaryens yeah
1: um I don't. It's kind of uh,
0: no, not sure. Just yeah. it is what it is. Because we'll originally wait.
1: they weren't going to do that. They were not going to do no. the Targaryens. It was too close to. Well, it Game sounds of like they're
0: going to deal with the Blackfyre Rebellion, from what I'm hearing. So yeah, that's close. That's still t- because it's Closer obviously than right what? before Dunk was taken okay. on, and Dunk is right before Game of Thrones, so there isn't much in between.
1: Which confuses me considering the fact that Martin didn't want anything close.
0: No. So I'm gonna say there's probably a good maybe eighty years between Dunk and Game of Thrones because Aegon's probably in his nineties. At this point he's only ten. Mm-hmm. So there's probably eighty to ninety years and before and the Black happened before Dunk was taken on by Sir Arlen. So right there, there's probably only maybe 10 years at the most between then.
1: 100 total years, maybe.
0: Maybe, at the most.
1: You know, which still confuses me since Martin didn't really want... Actually, I think it was HBO that said they didn't want anything close to
0: that time period. But
1: 100 years is still close to that time period.
0: No, and I'm thinking it's because that's what they got to go off of. The,
1: oh, because he's not writing the story. anything well, else? Well, I mean, the
0: stories that are already written. Right. It's like everything a, he's
1: already written. That's why
0: I'm still surprised they haven't talked about doing the Night of Seven Kingdoms yet. Because, I mean, everybody loved, you know, Aegon.
1: Well, he hasn't written very much of the Night of well, yeah. I
0: mean, he or master meester.
1: He hasn't. I mean, he's only written. You know, or not,
0: Aegon. Um, God and, damn it, Amen. He's just. Yeah.
1: They don't have a lot. Egg's to, brother. Yeah, they don't have a lot to go with. I thought that they were going to try to really sum up, you know, um, the White Walkers and all this other kind of stuff. Which would give it a little bit more time period.
0: Well, I think the...
1: But that's what the Blood Moon... They're saying Blood
0: Moon's actually going to do a lot with the children.
1: The children, okay. That's what I've been
0: hearing recently, so... Who
1: caused part of this?
0: Yeah, well, they, yeah, created a lot of this.
1: Yeah, well, they caused part of the problem, but... So... But, yeah, I don't know. It is, um, yeah. The only thing is, is he's got bits and pieces of all kinds of stuff. He, he uh, Him talking, or them doing the Targaryens makes a lot of sense because people love the Targaryens. Well,
0: yeah, that's, I mean, that's the, only, that's the main reason they're going to deal with that. And they are a big part of all of this because they've been the rulers until, for years, until Lannisters. Right. Well, Baratheons, I should say.
1: Right. So the doom would be a perfect thing for them to to do. But it's hard to say if they would do the doom, but they should. Because that would explain a lot of things.
0: Yeah. yeah. At some point we're still going to have to go over the Dark Crystal episodes yeah. 5 through 10.
1: I've got uh, notes on who they are and their yeah. real names and so forth. Their counterparts.
0: We probably should, you know, we'll probably do that with Preacher too. Wait till we finish the season. We we've, we've gotten through episode what's eight. If you can get it to load. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck their app, but anyway that the last episode we watched was fucking nuts. Um yeah, we said episode five was terrible, but uh episode eight I laughed my ass off so much. <clears throat> um so like I said we'll discuss that one. Or the f- final ones <clears throat> sometime soon. Uh, yeah especially episode 8 so if you haven't watched Preacher you don't intend to but you want to see something funny as fuck watch episode 8
1: it's got some if you're queasy over blood then well
0: true but that's with any episode pretty much
1: with anything to do with Preacher
0: period spoilers let's just say a man gets a faucet yeah and holy fuck Mm -hmm. it was it was hilarious
1: it was so,
0: and then we got caught up on Vinland Saga, but that's one a week. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's still good. Culinary, um, we watched the, I don't know what the fuck it was, the three-parter thing on Netflix.
1: Yeah, it's kind of the after, after watching one. the
0: same season. Yeah, after watching the full series, we thought.
1: It's weird. I I like it, but it doesn't seem like it really pertains to the original story a whole lot. It's kind of bits and pieces of afterwards.
0: Yeah, it's the after effect, but it just didn't have the same tone. No. It was broken up into three 20-some minute episodes. Supposedly it was a movie. I don't know. That's when I looked it up on Wikipedia. It came up with three separate movies that I mentioned last time. and Well this was one thing into three separate episodes, so fuck, I don't know how they worked that out. Yeah. I couldn't find the other two anywhere. And so, yeah, that was on Netflix where the other series itself was on Amazon Prime. Hmm. So go figure. But yeah, the the tone was good. I I like the finish. The the last episode was really good and how they wrapped that up. But it just, the first episode especially just I don't know. It felt weird. Right. It yeah. just didn't seem Kind of misplaced a little bit. And I think maybe the um, main character, Kame, um, the voice may have changed. Ikama. Ikama, yeah. Kama. Ikama. I don't know. I'm not Japanese. Ikuma. Ikama. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it sounded like the voice actor may have changed. Right. So, all right, well, that'll wrap it up for tonight. I'm Mark. I'm Michelle. And I can be found at Connor 666 on MTAP. She's MC Vampire. And throwing a beer at gmail.com or Facebook. And good night.